The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with the latest news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews. Like this week's featured article, breaking down the schedule of all the upcoming Halloween video game events. Like this year's Fortnightmare Tournament. Ooh. Be sure to check out their weekly Shack Chats, where the staff discuss the hottest topics in gaming. And you can join in on all the conversations by using the Shack News Cortex. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at Shack News. Ah. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Show! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. What is going on, everybody? It is Monday. It's Monday. The Guardians are advancing. The Browns are the Browns. And I'm your host, Big Play Dave, alongside Mr. Chris McNeil. Chris, the Browns game was fun until it started. Right. Can, can we just do these things where we don't actually play a game? Because the tailgate was awesome. My kids were there. We had Bernie Kosar stop by, throw the ball around with my kiddos, had some good food, had some good beverages, did the whole walk to autogram statue with Bernie Kosar. Very cool stuff. And then, by the way, how awesome was that? Unbelievable. Walking down the streets of downtown Cleveland with Bernie, him getting stopped every second. Reflug, I think you got stopped a couple times as well. But was, and so did you, Dave. <laughs> but Bernie, wow, but Bernie, of legend in Cleveland, unbelievable. And in the middle, pros pro, he takes a quick hitter with one of the local radio stations and goes on for about fifteen <laughs> minutes while people are just circling him like a bunch of, of like sharks <laughs> trying to get <laughs> autographs and everything else. And Bernie, being Bernie, man, he is just great with everybody. I mean, he stops for every autograph. Everybody's got their little Bernie story, and he and he entertains them and, and talks to them, and I think that's just fantastic. He is just the king of Cleveland and continues to be so, and that was, that was fun, Dave. That was the good part of the day. Then we get into the stadium, <laughs> and we all know what happened, right? Well, to be fair, well, though, in the stadium, Chris, was fun because I got to hang out with the whole Reflog family. Yeah, I kind of stuck you with my family. You I sure did. In a private area by myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Uncle Reflog. Hey, Uncle Reflog, too. Yes. You got to meet my uncles. You got to sit with the my hang kiddos. With the kiddos. So, yeah, man. That was fun. Yeah, it was the full time. And uh, 
And then you had the game that occurred. And, and Dave, you and I were both sitting there on the same side, city club seats, yep. when that kick from Cade York went up and went down. And I think you and I cheered just like most of the people in the stadium, didn't we? So did Jimmy Haslam. Why, why <laughs> for did a we second? Cheer? Why did we cheer? No idea, we man. We thought it went in. We thought it went in. <laughs> we were sitting in that stadium, and we thought that damn ball went through the uprights. I, I was yep. like, beside myself so excited for about a half second. It, it wasn't very long before you realized, wait a second, something is amiss down there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I think something is up. Something oh, yeah. is afoot. We will, we will get into it. We will get into it all. I guess we should introduce the rest of the show here. Mr. Nick Padone. What's going on, man? Loving the big play shirt, by the way. Love it. I've, it's been a staple in the wardrobe lately. I've what do you got on the sleeve there? Oh, you know. A little, little bat. bat. There we go. Yeah. Nice. And then we have two producers tonight. Not to say Dollar Dog Dick, did, Nick didn't crush it last week, <laughs> but he did. But we brought in the reinforcements. Cruz. Yes. Is in the building as well. I feel like Gab, we've been in the building a lot today. <laughs> I've been in the building basically all day. I have expended all of my brain cells on postseason baseball, Bernie Kosar show and things, and now reflog. <laughs> and I'm excited and happy to be here. Heck yeah, we're a little loopy. And Nick, <laughs> Dollar Dog, and Gab, I think you have your own shot this week that is not mini Dave. So I think I think it's out there. Yeah, there we go. All right, we should probably get into the show since we're running late and we haven't started. Uh, so we'll get into Cleveland headlines brought to you by TSE Cleveland. We'll break down the Browns, the Guardians. We got Cavs on tonight. Cavs well. preseason. Heck I yes. hit the traffic on the way to the big plate tower. Then it's going to be on to our featured interview talk Browns Patriots with our buddy. We haven't talked to I never even got to say goodbye to him. Mac Wilson brought to you by Labatt. He'll be joining the show momentarily after after that, we'll get into this week's preview with the Patriots, talk Guardians, Yankees with some big play bets, uh, and if we have time, we might get into a stump the flog. We shall see. Let's kick it off. Hold on real quick. Is Mac in the, in the green room yet or no? Okay. Let's kick it off with some Cleveland headlines. All right, Cleveland Headlines brought to you by TSE. Cleveland, go get some signed Browns gear. Go get a Bernie Kosar jersey. Do you hear Bernie? Signed. Speaking of hanging out with Bernie at the tailgate, did you hear him give me a little bit of hell? I had my Cade York jersey on. Obviously, this was before the inevitable happened, but Oof. he was giving me a little grief, asking me where my 19 was. So go get yours, tsecleveland.com. There you go. Um, all right, let's get into this. We're not talking Browns right off the bat. We are talking Guardians because that is the most fun team in Cleveland right now. Taking out the Rays. Gab, you were there. How was it, how was the Oscar Gonzalez home run? It, on TV, it was incredible. The bat flip was incredible. Yeah. What was it like at the park? I got to say, what's, what's ironic is Oscar's... Walk-off was insane. But you have to keep in mind, this was a very depleted crowd by this point. They were still there, but we were, people were hungry and tired. And, yeah. and th they had rod and for so up. many, and so many hours. And sobering up, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And especially for the people, the folks that were there Friday, which Friday was freaking electric. Like I, I Friday oh, yeah. reminded yes. me a lot of like World Series status. Like it yeah, was, it was just, yeah. people were wild and just, it was amazing. So what was weird about Saturday, it was a tense crowd for most of the, and understandably so. I mean, we're going inning after inning. It's just zeros, zeros, The zeros. whole playoff so far, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, the lid blew off when he actually had his moment but other than that it was kind of a weird feel for a while just because like it you know the crowd was a little tense on edge we're sitting in the studio watching it and i have to go to like a clam bake my wife dude like me too yelling me at too. me and it's like we had to be there at four i was like well i'm not leaving because <laughs> i don't know if they have a tv i'm clipping this we had to do the exact same thing so i left i left and oh, i heard i heard the hammy call in the in the way there because i had to leave i missed oscar gonzalez's home run live because i was See, in the you car you have to pick and choose your battles i'm i'm clamor. married we i i'm at the point where i can just i can pick and choose my battles but that was one of them what are the odds that there was both a clam bake and it was the same thing <laughs> had to be there at four we said five yeah. and even that was delayed because the game was going for so long yeah clam bake I was getting Clever. worried there for a minute because I, I knew. So I actually ended up filling in sports anchoring for Channel 19 yeah. that night. And as at every inning that went on, I'm like, this would really happen to me, <laughs> to us, to I mean, extra innings. This is so on brand for us to be in extra innings. The yeah. only thing we missed that day on Saturday was a rain delay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so let me ask you this. Which game, if you were to have chosen now knowing how both games played out, which would would you rather have gone to? Because I went to no. the game on Friday, Ooh. and I posit that even though it wasn't a walk off, that that could be just about the perfect ball game would, for somebody yeah. like me. It was two hours just over that. It was in. It was out. It was good pitching. Got to see a home run by Jose Ramirez. You know our star player, uh, the Golden Boy. Uh, finishes it off for us in and out yep. two and hours. Yep. I think I think that was the perfect minutes. game. Yeah. I'm glad I was there. My it's son was was proud. was getting. He's like, I, I can't, he's a huge Guardians fan. He's like, I'm gonna get home, watch the last inning. He gets home at like 3:05, sprints Sorry. down the street. I was like, it's been over for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's two hours sixteen minutes. They should have listened insane. to the uh, the Sir Yacht plea to, to cancel schools. They should have listened. Right. But uh, yeah, Friday was the game to go. Friday to, for sure, and yeah. I was there Friday. It was it yeah. was so fun. Like Gab said, it was like a World you know Series atmosphere. Yeah. Now that I think about it, too, Friday wasn't even sold out. No. If it I was didn't... close though. It was. It close. was close. Okay. Well, and yeah. Shane was. And Shane was also dealing. And I feel like the. It team... was just yes. a sick from all around. We were just freaking sharp. And I also feel like the team all weekend. And I really hope that they could come back split or who knows up against the Yankees this week because that team. I feel like especially with their youth and their age, they fed off that crowd. Gab, yeah. or am I crazy? Yeah. No, they did, and that's why I think that even for me, it felt like I had bricks on my chest the whole game because I'm trying to hype up this crowd that I swear to God. <laughs> they weren't actually hype. Yeah. The, I could see it and feel it. You can feel it. The crowd was stressed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I was stressed. Everyone was stressed. Like, and no one could get a sigh of relief. We had straw, like, get on base, and that I was know. like a relief at one point. And then we couldn't get anything out of it. And then, you know what I mean? So. Friday Friday was just, it's hard to beat that. Those yeah. games were tough to watch. They were. They were. Somebody tweeted that that was the baseball equivalent of Broncos versus Colts. Oh, no. <laughs> no, because that was good. That was awesome pitching battles. I love I pitching battles. Yeah. That game was absolute Especially shit. Especially when we dominated. It was, it was really a great weekend for the Guardians. Like, textbook yeah. weekend. 
Now, Dollar Dog Nick, are we get it? Can we talk uh, Yankees here? Or are we doing that later? I had that later. Okay, we're gonna do that later because I want to talk about the Yankees because I hate the Yankees. Yeah, everybody. You yeah, and you and <laughs> groundbreaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Here in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll we'll get into that, but I'm incredibly excited. So we've got yeah. Thursday. Uh, what we got? Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, Thursday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday in Cleveland, and then Monday if we need it in New York. Right. We gotta get some more tickets opened up on Saturday. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna be I out of town. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, um, I, I just keep talking about the Guardians because I just don't want to talk about the Browns. But here we go. So Jake Trotter <laughs> tweeted this out. Browns now rank fifth in offensive efficiency, 30th in defensive efficiency as we're picking up players after the game ends, uh, 14th on special teams. Chris, biggest takeaways from us watching that at the 50-yard line? Our inability to close. Yeah. I mean, come on. Just and that's a broad statement, but it's so frustrating. We've talked about it time and time again. When you're a team like this, you're winning, you're losing at the margin, right? It's the little things. And boy, this team just keeps blowing it on those little things. And I thought, you know, stupidly now that Cade York coming in was going to be the answer for at least part of those things. And obviously he's been a sore spot to say the least. And, uh, you know, the defense, the middle of that defense is soft. Yeah. Um, I think you see what happened. I I was, I was amazed. Um, we lost our middle linebacker there, how a lot of people played it off. Like, Hey, you know, anybody can kind of step in. It's not going to matter much. It certainly has certainly has. I I would have thought that too, because Jacob Phillips, friend of show, he's been on here multiple times. That's not really his role. No, no. He's a, a lean, fast linebacker, goes out and makes huge tackles. You said that at the time also. Yes, and I think that's still his role. He's still young in the league. That was a lot to put on a young kid. I know the team's really young overall, mm-hmm. but I I would have liked to put that on, on someone else on the defensive side of the ball. I'm so sick of the next man up mentality when the next man is isn't as good as the man that was there. I I get that that's all you can say is the next man up. We need the next man to perform, but it's a very young team. It's not a deep team. I said it last week. I still believe it. They're overrated on that side of the football. Jordan Elliott and Tommy Togiai, again, they're the last and second last graded defensive tackles. And Perrion Winfrey. still rooting for Togiai. He still has chance. Perrion Winfrey is getting blown off the ball. They're just overrated, guys. And I I do think it's time to just tamper those expectations that that's what that defense is and it's probably what it's going to be throughout this year is it's just overrated and hopefully they're within striking distance or at least close enough to when Deshaun Watson takes the field and hopefully they, they, they have to get on the stuff. same page it's it's so pathetic to watch week in and week out they're never on the same page they run a zone defense and then they don't know where they're supposed to go D- they have no leader. Dude, it just ta- run man-to-man. We've talked about it for weeks. Just do man-to-man coverage. It takes me back to like the old, like a couple years back of watching the Browns through 1-31. And, and they, like the Browns, you know, do whatever they do at 1 o'clock, find a way to lose. And then I watch these 425 games. I watch these 8 o'clock games. I watch the Monday night football games. I'm like, this looks like a completely different sport. Like these guys have such an easy time doing the simple things, tackling, making kicks, no Knowing whether to go for it on fourth down, two weeks in a row without the 12 men on the field penalty, step in the right direction. But 
it just drives me nuts, dude, that they, they make the little things hard. And I feel like that's what happens when you're letting numbers take over the feel for the game. And that's, that's what they do. And we saw Brandon Staley did the same thing. They gift wrapped the game to the Browns and the Browns refused to open the present. I saw you tweeted that. That is so accurate. Oh yeah, I uh, I get so mad during Browns games. I just tweet, they, and I don't even remember what I tweet. Gift wrapped the the victory. I mean, yeah. he went for it. Brandon Staley, John Carroll, kid from Cleveland, super intelligent guy. What are you doing going for it in that spot? And then the Browns can't even move a yard. Can't even move a foot. Horrible, horrible. Jacoby Brissett <laughs> has been very good. He's good till he's not. Except for just ruining the game with an interception like three out of the five games yeah remember when the <laughs> the old quarterback last year would do that yeah but he typically he wasn't all that good during, like during the game like jacoby i actually yeah. like him as a game manager and making passes it's just like when the when it's crunch time you need a franchise quarterback or i uh, here's an idea 6.1 yards average per rush just just run the ball. You ready for this? You ready for this? Analytics department in Berea. Let me print out my resume and mail it in. In the three interceptions that he's thrown for the three losses that the Browns have, Nick Chubb not on the field. I've, I've noticed How that. do you like that for some analytics? That's tough. Put the best player on the field and put the ball into his hands. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? <laughs> well, on Jacoby, I, I thought he actually had some nice rhythm, some points in that ball game where he had some nice rhythm with Donovan Peoples-Jones, kind of spreading the ball around a little bit, got Njoku into the action. Um, you know, and Amari Cooper's Amari Cooper yeah, as well. proven, Cooper proven as a W1, WR1. Yeah, yeah, and he's getting those guys into the mix, and you feel pretty good. And yeah. then, you know, I was listening to the Bernie Kosar show from earlier, and Bernie had an interesting point about – Free plug, by the way. Yeah, exactly. See, it's a little cross promotion in the business. But uh, when we got down, got down to the goal line, and he throws that bad interception. I remember last week, everybody had that screenshot that was going around of how Nick Chubb was wide open when he ate the ball on that one. Remember that? Where yeah, his arms were up his like body. this. Yep. Yep. Throw across his body, make that throw, no problem. And boy, that's what he kind of tried to do there, gentlemen. And uh, that got picked off. So, I, you know, Mahomes. I'm not a huge fan of these still shots that go around because that's not fair because that's not the game board as it actually is. Right. You know, I think everybody knows that. And that throw is like impossible. But, you know, that that did kind of trigger something in me that like, wow, I wonder if that was in the back of his head that, hey, man, I had a guy wide open, saw it in film study or whatever else. Hopefully he didn't see it on Twitter, for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, but he tries to make that throw and it gets picked off. It's like, oh, man, unbelievable. I it's do like feel like what we see, what happens one week we know is going to kind of spill over to the next week. And that was just a direct link on two plays that were like identical. And we just ended up just Jacoby just, yeah. just the bet on that. I do feel like Stefanski deserves his bit of credit because he masks a lot of the inefficiencies. That is Jacoby Brissett. I mean, they, they do a lot okay. of screens and that's Jacoby's, Jacoby's looks fine. He's throwing the ball yeah, down the yeah. field. Just it's, fine. Well, it's He's when, hit Donovan it, people's it's, Jones. It's when you ask him to make the big throw that these right. meltdowns have happened for three consecutive weeks. Why so, are we doing that? That's right. the problem. That's why you have Nick Chubb. He yeah. is a backup quarterback, by the way, you're not supposed to every, yes, week that is 
the coach. Yeah. We're flipping your comment, Nick, because All right, we're, there's no it. credit for Stefanski for that. I mean, I'll say this, yeah. and I've thought this about the Browns. I, I thought this last week. I think there's a, there, it's Socrates that says, know thyself, and it's the beginning to finding wisdom. <laughs> what a college Socrates. kid right there. And, but, <laughs> oh, God. But, Kevin Stefanski doesn't know himself, and he's going into year three, and you can't know that your best player is Nick Chubb and that your team's identity is running the football and that three times you don't have him on the field on game-winning drives, and you're asking, you don't have Joe Montana, dude. You don't even have Deshaun Watson right now. Right. You have Jacoby Brissett, and he's good. Everybody loves the guy. He seems like a super great dude. We would love to have him on the show, but he's Jacoby Brissett. And, like, let's chill out with the Hail Marys on game-winning drives. Yeah, he's a great backup. You have yeah. what? Well, you, you had, what, 59 seconds or so, no timeouts. You can run for eight yards. Especially when you're running Cade for York seven a, a pop. Chance. I'm sick of them putting Cade York in these positions where, hey, you have to hit a 55, <laughs> yeah, you have to yeah. hit a 58. They're making him out to be the ass is what they're doing. Oh, yeah, I'm not... I'm not you know he he gets plenty of blame. Yeah, because you gotta make him. he he should because you have to make those kicks. You're a fourth round pick. You have to make those kicks. But you got to put the kid in a better position till at least he gets some confidence. Like he was sky high for one week, and now we have just beaten him to. And a then pulp. they don't do that in the opportunities, and that's what hand again another cross promo. What Hanford was talking about and getting a feel for the game. How about giving the kid a little bit of confidence, and instead of going for it and running Chubb that's or running Hunt into a brick wall on. On fourth and third, you know there's no chance in hell you're going to get it because your line's going to get blown up. Give him a chip shot. Yeah, give the dude a little bit of confidence from 33 and then let him you know, back up from there. All right, back to the defense. Mary Kay Cabot. Wow, we got that screenshot in there, Dollar Dog. Nick, I thought we were all blocked. Um, All right, so breaking news. Browns and Falcons will swap sixth and seventh round picks in 2024 for Pro Bowl linebacker, I believe on IR, Deion Jones coming to Cleveland. Nick, you keep pretty close eye on all this stuff. Is this going to be a massive upgrade? Is he going to play? How is this going to play out for our defense? Because the Browns are sick and tired of Joe Woods and yeah. what's going on every freaking week. I mean, I think rebuild th- complete. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the move, and, and we'll get into you know. There's been a lot of people that are saying like Deion Jones isn't what he was. Like he's not really a Pro Bowler currently. How old but is he? He's 27, so still That's a little young. bit of a younger guy. But in the same token, this is the type of move where the Browns told you what they thought of how they looked yesterday. And what I mean by that is this is a move of you could do blame whatever, the injuries, the players, the skill set. We're getting you the players. This is make some plays or get the hell out of town time for Joe Woods. And I think that's what Andrew Barry was doing by making this trade. They said it was in the works for the last couple weeks. I think Deion Jones will be okay. He's a body. He's not a pro bowler anymore. He was injured. He played all preseason, so I don't really think that's going to be that big of a deal. And I think that he is going to come back and play relatively soon. You know, they usually give these guys a little bit to kind of at least familiarize themselves with the plays. And at least I hope they do because nobody else on defense knows what the hell is going on. That is true. That is true. You might as well just throw them into it. I mean, it's... It can't be worse. It's the blind leading the blind, quite literally. Yeah. So we, we shall see what happens with our brownies. Um... Let's let's move on and talk a little. Uh, I actually don't know what we're going to talk about. Dollar Dog Nick, what, what are we going with next, buddy? Masters preview. You want to jump to the stump the flog? Uh, yes. Oh, you just texted me. Are that. we going stump look, the flog? Look at this. Let's go stump the flog. So 
Mac might have fallen asleep putting his kiddo to bed, a move that I've done many, many a times. Um, so we'll we'll see. I just shot him another text. So let's, yes, let's do a quick stump the flog. Then we'll get into Guardians and Yankees, look at some bets, look at the Patriots game. Stump the flog. Let's do it. So let's go. we're going to read multiple we're going to read one question with multiple answers. Yep. If you have seen this before, um, this is Nick versus Reflog. Dave, if you want to jump in, I can host it. And we can oh, do a three. he already has the answers, Ooh. though, doesn't he? I, I've not no, looked I, at anything. I did not send them to Dave because oh. I knew I'd be up here. Oh. Ooh, I'm in. I'm all right, in. all right, all right. So we're doing a three way here? Let's do it. Gab, would you like to join in? Uh, I, I'd like Forward. to. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I've she seen says it. no. All right, she saw him. Yeah. All right, what do we, Dollar Dog Nick, you take this away then. All right, so Bill Belichick and the Patriots are coming to town Sunday. Okay. Cleveland has had 12 head coaches since Belichick <laughs> last coached the Browns. All right. I got we're going to name the 12 coaches. Two of them were interim, but there's 12 total coaches for the Cleveland Browns. So interim's Are count. you sure there's only been 12? Only 12. I mean, it's only been 23 years. <laughs> yeah, that's, that seems low. That's so bad. One every 1.9 years. Freddie Kitchen's like, still on the payroll. I feel like I could name Whoops. 15. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, who wants to start? I'll start. All Freddie right. Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. All right. Romeo Cornell. You love Romeo <laughs> Cornell. I love <laughs> Romeo Cornell. <laughs> Whenever we do old coaches, you're always Romeo. Yep. All right. Correct so far? Right here. Can you see that guy right there? Hugh Jackson. Oh, oh boy. God. All right. Well, <laughs> I've got a Hugh Jackson figurine. How great is that? All right. Interims count, right, Nick? Interims yes. count. All right. I'll go with Greg Williams. I didn't see anybody begging for Greg Williams to come back. I'm proud of Twitter today for that reason. Yeah, that's good. All right. I'm going to go with oh, the yes. one of the very few coaches that did not make a calendar year, Chudzinski. I know. Phil's guy. Love Chudzinski. Correct. We have five down, seven to go, Chris. Oh, this is easy. And this is since Bill Belichick, just to clarify. Yes. Yes. So 99 on. Okay. All right. So how about the only coach to have a certified mental breakdown after a game? That would be Butch Davis. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll go with, you guys remember this story before he even got hired. His daughter posted on Facebook, wasn't it? Oh, it's just the Browns, but I guess it's still cool. Mike Patton. Mike Patton. He got a bad rap in Cleveland. <laughs> it's Johnny just... Manziel ruined Mike Patton. <laughs> no, he didn't. Brian Hoyer and Mike Patton were the greatest duo of all time, and then Johnny Manziel came along and ruined everything. They were all confused, though, because Shanahan was putting together PowerPoint presentations to get out of town. That, that regime was a mess. No leadership. That was a great story. How about we go with the man genius? <laughs> man genius. <laughs> oh my God! There's some Eric Mangini. I think uh, Bertie said he was talking to him today. Yeah. I don't know about what. The but... local talk radio used to call him Man Weenie. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, how many are we at uh, now? We got eight, four left, Chris. There's only four, four left. left. Wow, I feel like there's so many more. I We're know. flying. Hmm. Has anybody gone with Mike Holmgren's boy? Pat Shermer. Ooh. Oh, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer is there. Pat Shermer. All right. Three more. Well, does Kevin Stefanski count? He does, oh, he does, he does count. coach the Browns. Oh, man. Some would say that he coaches the Browns. So there's only two more? Two more. Two more. One interim. Wow, so I'm safe. Oh, we got an interim. Um, oh, God. And I got Triple G already. Greg, goo-goo-goo. Yeah, you got to go. go, go. Um, 
Oh, oh my God. God. Was it the defensive coordinator that took it? Was it Steve Wilkes wasn't, was no. he? No, okay. He's the head coach now in Carolina. I, I saw that. Yeah, good for him. I actually kind of liked him. Yeah, he, he only got one year. All right, who are we? You said Freddie Kitchens? Oh, I said Freddie Mittens. Yeah. Oh, man, I might be stumped. I might be stumped here. Uh-oh. Two more. Stump the Dave. Oh, man. Um, Let's see. I'm missing an interim head coach. The, mm, I don't know. if Chris, you care if I give him a hint? Or Chris, do you have one? Yeah, we've got three. How about no hints? Hold on. Let me just go through <laughs> it real quick. I, I feel like we're missing one from the earlier years. The very early years. Yeah. yeah. Um. Who was before Butch Davis? Who was the... Is it the first coach? It's the first coach, and yep. I'm drawing a blank on the name. And then the only other one we have is an interim. Yeah. Give me a give me a timestamp on that. Is one. the interim recent? I feel like the interim's kind of recent. Or Why can't it- I think of our coach that started it off? Chris, you know that. I just yeah. it's the the bright lights of stump the flog are are screwing me. Gab, you know this. I when the bright lights hit in- me, I'm not very good at trivia. He was the quarterback whisperer. He was brought in specifically. Hugh Jackson. To, <laughs> yes, to groom Tim Couch. Oh, my God. I'm completely drawing a blank. When was the interim? I don't have the years. Ish. Uh, I'm looking it up. Mid, early, or late? 10? 2010-ish? Like Peyton Hillis? Maybe a little before. Maybe oh, okay. you guys are going to be pissed at the one that you're missing. Really? Yeah. He had a relative on the team. Oh yeah! Oh, I know both of these. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you guys are gonna be upset. It's pretty. It's like it's one of those where like it's not super obvious, but once the name is said, you're gonna be like, "Damn!" Oh, oh. I, was, I was way off. He he was the interim in 01. In 01? So he took over for the guy I'm blanking on. Yeah. God, I I I've I, been stumped. I'm moving on. Chris, go for it. Well, there's two left. So Should I give one? So I can just give one. So well, two. give the one that you think Nick might not know, but I think he knows them both. I think he knows them both. So I'll just go Chris Palmer. Damn. Yes. Chris Palmer, 99. Yep. CP. Weak. Who's the last one? We already Was said. Oh, I thought you I blanked, knew. I blanked on the other one. You it's, just said. I knew Chris Palmer, but I didn't know the other one. Oh. I don't know the interim. His I don't son know. was a receiver. Oh, I know who it is. All right, oh, who my is it? God. Robisky. Terry yes. Robisky. I forgot Terry oh, Robisky I would have never over. got that. That's why I said the Buckeye boy. His boy yes. Robisky. Yeah, I would have never got Chris that. Chris wins. Chris. Woo. Give him a round of applause. It's one of those soundboard buttons, Gab. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love it. All right, let's talk some let's talk some um some bats and some guardians versus the Yankees. Because it has been way too long. I'm since so nervous. We have about played this. the Yankees in the playoffs. Last time we played the Yankees in the playoffs, I talk about like the, the worst place ever. I was at Disney. Oh, that's sitting random. at like ESPN zone. Oh, I remember that. And I think it was like it's not the Jersey Shore, but like there's a place at Disney 
that is like maybe like Atlantic City esque or something. Okay. I don't know if it's like Epcot or something. I've only been there once. But it's literally all New York people in this like fake New York City uh, within Disney. That's Epcot. That sounds like Epcot. <laughs> oh, I've dude. only ever been there once, but I it think it was the absolute worst ever. Oh, because and New they York and they people. obviously beat us. Yeah. That was yeah, Corey Kluber started i think that was another short rest start and he gave back-to-back home runs to dd gregorius had two home runs in that game and that's how the tribe lost that one so yeah definitely some crappy memories of playing the yankees in the postseason but i do think that this is a much different team and i do think they have a chance in the bronx i think the recipe is out there and it's this isn't the first thought to ever populate into somebody's head is if you split one one i think you're in a really good spot and do you do you really think so? Because I, 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 this this series really scares me. Here's why: I think right. if you start, we gotta, we're going to have to score runs. We're going to have to start scoring runs, and I don't know if we have it in us. I know that starting pitching is going to set the tone, and that that's going to be our key. That's the only way we can win is if we get the top three in our line or in our uh, rotation just pitching absolute gems. Yeah. Outside of that, if they give up anything, e- even with our good bullpen and everything else. I still think the Yankees will just pummel us, and that scares me. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing, and they have good pitching too, right? But if you sure. could steal one away from Garrett Cole, and I'm saying game one, Quantrill versus Cole, if you could steal that one, you won the series in my eyes. I know we didn't score much in the the wild card round. I still feel like we have a ton of momentum. Yeah, we saved it. And we these, saved the runs. These kiddos on the oh, Guardian are so... So Chris. pumped up. They're Stephen Kwan, Mercado, Bieber. All of them are laughing on the side or not on the sidelines in the bullpen, in the dugout. They're having a good time. They're enjoying the they were process. At the Browns game last night. They were at the Browns they game last night. They but learned no, Chris, what not to do. Chris, I'm like talking during the game. Like you've got Stephen Kwan. He's he's joking around with Naylor. And it's a zero-zero game. Like they're still having fun. They're kids. I I think they still have, have the momentum going. Gab, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like very very positive vibes from the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, super positive vibes. Did you guys see in the um, post game when Stephen Kwan didn't even know that you get champagne after every <laughs> win? I was wondering if they, like if they were old enough. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, that was cute. But yeah, no, I think they're just they're having a good time, and. Um, yeah, it's one of those things that, I don't know, it's probably cliche, but you can't really put it on any stat sheet, but that team chemistry factor really comes into play, or just even having some leadership in the locker room, and it sounds like Austin Hedges is like their leader in the locker room. That's what Plesek was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he really brings the guys together, keeps them loose, like he was walking around without a shirt on, like yeah. dad bod out and all, <laughs> like completely hairy chest, like freaking we're here for it. Um, yes. and And I think that's just... You gotta you you have to draw that fine line between. That's where I wonder to Chris's point or to everybody's point. Yeah, the Yankees are a super dominant team. I mean, they're they're straight edge even from the way that they present themselves, yep. like clean cut suits with the history, you know, all that shit. And we're just kind of yep. like a bunch of goofballs. Yeah, we're just having a good time, and and we're and we who are really good at baseball. Who are really good. We have been <laughs> delivering, you know. Yeah. Think of that polar so, opposite, though. 
That's actually such a great point that you have the Yankees who are like this clean shaven, put together organization, and then you have this team of young Austin kids Hedges, like, where Hedges has yeah. his jersey <laughs> off smoking a cigar. You have the dude that's like the hero last week walks up to SpongeBob SquarePants. Your best player wears a chain <laughs> exactly. of himself with his hair dyed, and he kicks off his helmet when he steals a base. You got Naylor who headbutts their your 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 coach. The contrast of these two teams, and I, and. You know, maybe it turns to bite the guards and if, you know, the Yankees come out and they look like the super adult professional team, then it's a learning experience for these young kids. But on the interim, on the flip, if they could catch momentum and they could carry that fun into New York. I'd like to see Steven Kwan get on wake base. up a little bit, get yeah. excited, you know, because I think that not that everything's built around him, but he's been such a consistent yeah. deliverer yeah. that. It'd be great to have him start a spark. And he has this composure about him that I feel like when he gets a spark, the it follows. I don't know. So Yep. The moment never seems too big for these kids. And I, I get that it was just a wild card round in Cleveland against the Rays. So like the moment wasn't that big. It's definitely not as big as it will be. ALDS against the Yankees, Yankee Stadium, night games. It's a lot bigger, but yes, I truly ESPN didn't think it was too big of a moment. <laughs> no, they didn't. But I do feel like that, you know, a lot of these kids they're for whatever reason they're just not phased and gab just said it steven kwan is kind of the the catalyst behind all that all right who's gonna be the breakout player this series you called it i called it i knew oscar was gonna step all right well who is it this series then give me it so i can just follow you honestly i'm with gab i think steven kwan is gonna have a I, i don't think he's gonna hit a home run or anything but he's just gonna have a really really good series maybe a stolen base a bunch of base hits maybe a double He's just going to lead this team. That momentum is going to carry out throughout that roster because that dude's infectious. Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't talk a lot. He he's just laughing, having a good time. But if he can hit, I think the rest of the team follows suit. Same with Naylor. I feel like if yes. Naylor can, he's due. So he is I would yeah, love due. to see that too. And in in terms of somebody that's due, I'm going with Andreas Jimenez. Oh yeah, I yeah. was gonna say that he, would, he kept striking out. Yeah, he definitely Ooh, the, the I think it was, yeah. platinum sombrero there in yeah. game two. So they're young, but that's that's the best part about baseball is you flush that. You know, you you won this series where a lot of your offense struggled and you won it convincingly. You swept going to New York with a fresh slate, and I think that's what they're gonna do. I think Jimenez has a big series, and he does it just by what we're talking about. Get on base. You gotta dance with who brought you. That was the recipe. You yep. got on base, and you did it the unorthodox way. Don't try to swing for the fences. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. Now that's the playoffs, and I know it worked for Oscar, but just get on base. Play your style of baseball. Yep, I agree. All right, Chris, I'm gonna give you an over-under. Over-under. Well, well, let, me, yes. let, me, let me go into that question. MVP? Who who is the breakout player? Yes. Who I think is going to make the difference maker, like you guys were talking about. I'm going to go pitching on this one. I think if okay. we have any shot in this, we're going to have to keep it low scoring. And so I've already addressed starting pitching is going to have to be good. Class A is going to be have to be fantastic. yeah. Yep. We're he, we're going to have to have an Andrew Miller type of performance out of Class A, and and I think that this is the stage where he could show up and he could do that. And that would bring him to a national audience and everybody would realize what a special player he is uh, throwing the ball in there like he does so fast. And just with, I mean, it's amazing his, his arm strength and, and what he can do in shutting down a game. And boy, I would love to see him put together a series like Andrew Miller did that, that we were able to ride all the way to the series. Yeah. So. For sure. I'm going to go with Emmanuel Class A on that. All right, I like that, and that's an interesting transition to what I was going to ask you. Over, under, I'm setting at seven for Tuesday's game 
for the Guardians Yankees. Would you take the over the under there, Chris? The over under number of games? Is that what you said? No, no. the over under runs for tomorrow. It's seven. Yeah. Oh, seven total? Seven mm-hmm. runs in the game total. I am going to say under. I'm going to say under. I I have this weird feeling that they get after Garrett Cole tomorrow. I'm saying over. Yeah, I think, I I think it's going to be like nine to four. I, I think there's going to be a bunch of runs. Weird feeling that they get after Garrett Cole, they win that game, and that bodes so well for the rest of the way. I think over seven runs. Yeah, Gab. I'm like so lost on what could transpire. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like part of me is like, you got to be shitting your pants out there. This is the Yankees and the right. you know and everything. And then the other part of me is like, we could just freaking peel the lid off, and it's just yeah. like a fun day. And we have no. It's either going to be one or the other. I don't know that it's going to be like a neck and neck. Like I don't know. You know? They do this where they don't have a lot of hits, they don't have a lot of offense, and then it all springs on at once, which makes me think over. Yeah, I like that. All right, here's a couple other bets. These are these are fun ones. So you can bet on yeah, the actual this. outcome of the series. So here's here's the actual odds. So we've got Guardians 3-0 plus 850. That's the long shot. That's the long shot. Guardians 3-1 is plus 500. Guardians win 3-2 goes the full way, plus 500. Yankees 3-0 is 425. Betting favorite odds are three and one Yankees, three and two Yankees at plus three twenty-five. If you're gonna throw a couple so bucks down this? on that, what which one are you going with? Guards in five. Five to one. Guardians yeah. win three to two. Same odds as three to one. I like that. Yeah, guards in five. Chris, guards in five. Yep. Yep. Yes. Consensus. Consensus, Consensus guards in five. Man, could you imagine the nerves of Sunday? Game five against the Yankees. I don't want to be in New York for no. Bill Belichick against the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. It's going to be wow. a fun week. Going to be a fun week. I'm already tired. It's only Monday. Dollar Dog Nick, do you have a breakout player that you uh, you just have a gut feeling with? <sighs> yes. Yes, I, was, I do. Well, I was scrolling through looking at Brown stuff, so I'm a little bit off on that. But... Um, you know, why not Jose again? Everyone's ripped on Jose. Yeah. The last three or four playoff appearances, they say, where's Jose? He yep. always fades at the end of the year, and, and he didn't game one, and, and yeah. maybe this is his year where he's really stepping up. He seems to be having fun still. I mean, he's I always joking that. and leading, and I'll go Jose. Yeah, the right, video like that, that you captured during the review of when he came out and everybody was doing the Jose, Jose. Yeah. that was that so was sweet. Dude. I have a funny story about that, too. Okay, oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not, it's just funny because, like, Jose tried to post that to his story on Instagram, and it is great because, like, all of a sudden I opened Instagram and I got, like, six notifications, and it was like, Jose mentioned you in his story, mentioned you, mentioned you, mentioned you. And I realized he like couldn't figure it out. Like, how to, like it, the video I looked and it wasn't playing on his story. And then I just like t- uh, DM'd him because this actually happened at Tribe Fest too. I'm like, you got to maybe try it again. The video will play because it was like frozen. So he's like, okay, okay, thanks. And then he like did it again. <laughs> then he like abandoned ship completely because I had tagged him in something else. And then he goes to that reel and just puts that on his story. And believe it or not, that like really blew up yeah. I mean, on Instagram and Twitter because it was a really cool moment. Like that's what I was talking about cool. Friday being electric. Yeah. Was like everyone's just chanting his name in unison and they cut the music just so well played, you know, and you can just hear the whole crowd. And he's not a big media guy. You don't see him do a lot for like the cameras, you know. 
um, or like even do interviews or anything. But you could see in the moment we had a camera on him and then he came out of the dugout to like address the crowd. He was he was loosened up is what I mean. So what to your point, Dollar Dog, he is having fun. He's a little loose. I think he's assumed his role post Francisco Lindor era as our guy, you know, that's awesome. That is sweet. Well, that is sweet. And, and in addition, I mean, after that game, everybody, it's it's kind of like the here we go brownies walking out. Yeah. Of Jose, 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 Jose. Just all over the place. And it spilled over to the Browns game. Oh, yeah. There were points where there were lulls in the Browns game and people would start, Jose, <laughs> Jose, Jose, wow. Jose. And get full sections going. I heard it several points around the stadium, so. That was pretty good. But, yeah, it's nice to see that excitement back. And, Nick, that was going to be mine. If it wasn't Class A, it was going to be Jose Ramirez because I think if you're going to beat the Yankees, you go in with your best, and our best is Jose Ramirez, and you need him to really be the leader that I, that he really is on this team. And that means with the bat, with the strut, with everything that he does, and I think he can do it. I think he can do it on that national stage. Yeah. I look forward to it. So I think that's going to be another key part of this is we need him on the front end providing a big engine for that offense and then class a on the back end. And I think that's the formula where you might be able to trip up the Yankees, man, go guards, go guards, go guards, Saturday, having that Jose, Jose, Jose chant. That's yeah. going to be different against Heck the Yankees. Yeah. It's going to be different when he walks up to that plate. Yes. Let's go take at least one, bring them back to Cleveland. That yep. place will be rocking. Let's switch gears back to the Browns. We've got a game here. I don't, is, did Mac Wilson ever show up or no? Okay. Kind of like when he was with the Browns. Um, oh. <laughs> that oh. might've been coaching. That might've been coaching. We just teed up. We never had Mac. That was just going to be the joke all night. Oh my goodness. All right, let's talk Browns Patriots. You know I love you, Mag. It's all right. Um all right, three point favorites at home against the Patriots. Chris. We're favored. What do you think? Are you taking that bet? No, I'm not betting on the Browns. I'm that money in my pocket. I ain't touching the Cleveland Browns right now. They're toxic. I don't know what that asset's gonna do. I they're just they're a mess right now. Until we get any kind of consistency, I don't know what they're going to do on a week in, week out basis. I really, I mean, do you? Does anybody right now? Yeah, I know exactly what they're they going to go, do. They could go and blow out the Patriots. No, Would that surprise us that much. Or yes. get blown out by the Patriots. No, you no, Chris, you know what they're gonna do. They're gonna have it incredibly close until the end, and then they're gonna rip out our hearts and we're gonna have yeah, a horrible miss Sunday. Field goal or we're yes. gonna yeah, blow a big play. I mean, that's what they have been doing. So I mean, that's that's where I place my bet is that we're going to lose something down the stretch. But uh, this team is so unpredictable. I could see it even be a blowout either. Way. So <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping the money this week right there in my pocket, <laughs> and I'm going to watch a lot of Guardians baseball this weekend. Hell yeah. There you go. My dad once tell, told me, especially when the Browns are favored against New England, the Browns shouldn't even be favored against St. Ignatius. And that's how oh, I feel right. going into this game. Is they, the, love Iggy, but listen. The Browns aren't bad at football. They're bad at winning. And when you need to cover a three-point spread, you need to win the damn football game. And I have no faith against the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, that that could happen when you have Kevin Stefanski on your own sideline. I love the play calling. I love what he's been able to do with Jacoby through three quarters. But he doesn't know how to win. He's in year three, and he doesn't know how to win. So I'm with Chris. I'm watching a lot of Guardians baseball this week. Yeah, so who doesn't know how to cover the spread very well? Who's that? The Bucs. 
Hawkeyes. Iggy. Iggy. Oh, don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk about that, Chris. The DJ. Just saying. Just saying here, Dave. Chris, we got an early look at the lines this week yet, or no? Those don't come until later in the week. No, 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 no. The bookies aren't official until later on in this week. Okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, they got to get all their go data. That's right. All those gentlemen up there in Youngstown have got to pull all the data, all the analytics, and then sit down at the bar over a few martinis and knock this thing out. <laughs> it's one one hell of a way for uh, Coach Kyle to go out, just getting blown yeah. out by St. Ed. So, oh, well, what can you do? All right, me and Gab were watching a lot of film today for the Patriots. You were. And they are kind of doing what the Chargers did to us and ran over the Lions last week. Yep. We have to figure out a way to stop them. Patriots averaging 138 yards rushing a game. Browns have given up 440 rushing yards. Is that right? In the last two weeks. Holy crap. Um, do you think this could be a rushing battle between the two? We don't know who's starting for the Patriots at quarterback. I wouldn't call it a rushing battle. But I, I would call it a, one team knows how to rush and the other team knows how to rush for a half and then they think they have Joe Montana at quarterback. Yeah, I'm just God. If who who is it? Zappy, Bailey Zappy. If he if he plays, it could be Mac Jones. No, I know, but just I'm just looking through the rolodex of quarterbacks that we've played so far in our record. That is just really really sad to, to think about. Got the win over Baker, who's now hurt and replaced by XFL legend yep. PJ Walker. You Joe lost Flacco. to Joe Flacco. You beat Mitch Trubisky, who's been benched by Kenny Pickett. You yep. lost to Marcus Mariota. You lost to Gimpy Justin Herbert, who actually didn't play that well. They really no. just ran the hell out of the football. Yeah. And I do think Miles Garrett, you know, was pressuring Herbert a lot on some of those throws. He never got home, but I think he'd had an impact on the game in that way. And uh yeah, now Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones on one ankle is gonna be the opponent. And the record is what the record is, a two and three. Chris, you going to this game? Jose, Jose, Jose. <laughs> Jose. No, I am not going to the game this weekend. Good I for you. I was looking at making it up for a Guardians game this weekend. We All right. See. Saturday? We'll see. Saturday is what is the one. We've got some tickets available right now. i got to figure out. There we go. I don't, th- I don't think I'm going, but it's still on the table. All right, all right. All right, over, under in that one, 42 and a half. I think over. Browns can't stop anybody. And they play really good offensive football when that when they're allowed to just play by their script their first couple of drives. It'll yeah. be fourteen nothing, fourteen three. And then when you actually have to coach the game and make adjustments, they fall apart. So I think I think the overs in these games are probably the right move. Oh, yeah. So I mean, New England's defense is pretty good. They goose egg the Lions. Yep. You don't see that very often in the NFL. If we don't score, remember um, what the Patriots did to the Browns defense last year? They put up 45. Patriots did against us yeah. last year. It was one of the weirdest games last year where Joe Woods and his defense just got ran over. It was the same thing that we've seen all season long. Truthfully, it was a lot of missed tackles. People were, you know, wanting to fire Joe Woods. And that was kind of the turning point of the season when that happened. They lost that. And then the defense turned it around the rest of the way. But yeah, they put 45 up against the Browns. And you could argue that the Patriots were worse last year than what they are now. All right, bet of the week. I forgot to do one because we went to the game and we were hanging out with Bernie. So yeah. bet of the week this week, I think we go Nick Chubb over and total points over. Yeah, that's safe. I Browns like win, too? No, God, no. I'm not putting that wow, in anymore. See, we've lost all faith. I've lost all faith. Yeah, I can't oh. even sprinkle in the Browns ML. Go Browns, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. 
God. <laughs> All right. Anything else that we didn't cover? How about the Cavs? Yeah, we, they're playing right now. It's probably over now. Yeah, another preseason game. Got my GV new hoodie. Yeah, it looks good. Not bad, right? Cavs basketball. I'm ready for some Cavs basketball. Me too. I'm excited to uh, to get to the stadium. I was going to go Wednesday, but it sounds like we got some some big play things in the works on Wednesday. So okay, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season. I can't wait for it to get here. You know, you get ex- I always do this in every sport. I get so excited for spring training, for NFL preseason, for, for NBA preseason because it's like it's back. And then I watch it. I'm like, this is so bad. Like yeah. I can't wait for it to actually be real games yeah we need the season yeah we need the season but donovan mitchell looks good through the preseason okay good i've i i will admit i don't watch much Cavs preseason nick yeah. you're the uh he preseason good. savant so he that's really good to good. hear i'm curious to see who they started the three i think that's really the only thing that's worth talking about they're trying everybody i love that so much about the Cavs. is they are really thorough like dean wade literally might start at the three well he got a big Big yeah, deal. Yeah, they're Got trying them out. Deal. So yeah, Lavert's gonna try it. You know, at the three, they're gonna try a Coro at the three. They're gonna just try a bunch of things, and I think that's really smart. I think that position is super valuable too. So whoever it is, you know, that's gonna be a short leash because you need good wing play. In I saw NBA. a graphic of just Cavs promotional item, and it was five players, and it was no three, and it was Kevin Love. Do you think there's any chance they put out? <laughs> the two, you got Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and then just the the trio towers no. of Love, Mobley, and Jared Allen. I think Love the I think the the top three then are too weak defensively with the backcourt and DG and Mitchell and Kevin Love at at this age is just too much of a liability defensively. I think that's why they go with one of the younger guys that could just move around a little bit. All right, a co- I, a I stake my flag. I stake my flag. I want to see the be Dean Wade start the three. Really? I think what he does in spacing the floor is what Kevin Love does, except he's just a little bit more athletic and just that he's younger. And then you could just, it's perfect. Like you just swap Dean Wade out for who? Kevin Love. And it's like, you didn't even take him out. They're the same player. Yeah. What about uh, Dylan Windler? You think he? <laughs> all right, guys. We want to give a big thanks Take us to out, Shaq Take us News. Out. Go check out all their video game reviews. ShaqNews.com. Go get your GVR shirts. Go check out TSE Cleveland. They've helped us give away a ton of stuff. And you know, go drink some Labats. They are the best. And they'll get you through this Browns <laughs> season. <laughs> we'll see you guys next Monday. Big play reflog. Dave, Chris, Nick. Dollar Dog Nick Gab, good job producing. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The Big Play.